Blog Talk Radio.
You have Peter. You have John. You have Paul. You have Silas. You have Stephen. You have Philip. Many men used of God to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, in this broadcast, we, we stress that Jesus is Lord, that he is the only way by which a man, woman, boy, or girl can be saved. No other name under heaven can a man or mankind be saved, be born again, be reconciled back to God. One mediator between God and man. And that's the man, Christ Jesus. We know Romans talks, Acts talks about how he sits at the Father's right hand right now, making intercession for me and you. We, for we have an advocate, a lawyer, per se, that we can enter into the Holy of Holies because of the blood of Jesus Christ has been shed. The Bible declares the veil was ripped from top to bottom, giving me and you access to go boldly before the throne of God. And make our petitions known to God. Whatever, whatsoever you ask in my name, I will tell the Father, and the Father will grant it unto you. The name of Jesus, the greatest name ever, the name above every name is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we said that the book of Acts is the accounts of great deeds of notable men accomplished through the power of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 17, 6, when Paul come to Thessalonica, the Bible declares around verse 6, the, the Jews weren't happy. There was conversions. The Bible declares that Paul went in and on the Sabbath day, went to the synagogue, where he went all the time first, and preached Jesus Christ. He said in Acts 17, 3, he says, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few, but the Jews, which believed not moved with them, they took unto them certain lewd followers of a baser sort, and gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, that's where Paul was staying, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren to the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. That's a strong statement. These that have turned the world upside down. Now, if you look at the background of Paul, who was Saul, you know, you know his story, a murderer, a persecutor of the church. We can we're going to talk today about Peter, the one that denied Christ, but yet, but yet, Jesus Christ kept him kept him. He said, 
Peter, I pray for you that your faith fail you not. And when thou art converted, help your brethren. The power of God, Peter was raised up through the Holy Ghost and his revelation of the Holy Ghost and the empowerment of the Holy Ghost and accomplished great things for the kingdom, great things for the gospel. Preach the gospel. And this is what these men were we're, we're doing what they did. They fulfilled the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world, or the end of this age, or the end of this, dare I say, dispensation. A time and a period of grace and mercy is how God is dispensing his spirit now. This is the age of grace and mercy and goodness. This is the day, seek ye the Lord while he may be because the signs of the times tell us that things are wrapping up rapidly quick behold he said I must do a quick work so the bottom line is what we're going to do for God we need to do it now we need to be the church that was called out we're going to talk about the birth of the New Testament church in the book of Acts And how, if we're going to do it, we need to do it. I told you it was written around A.D. 62. These disciples fulfilled the, this is the Acts of the Apostles. Remember we said the accounts of great deeds of notable men. <clears throat> the word praxis. Luke, a physician and a historian, is the author of this particular book. Of course, he wrote the, the Gospel of Luke. So let's go to verse 1. The former treaties I have made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Now, he wrote the Gospel. Now he's writing also about Jesus Christ. Now, the word trishti means logos. And we find that same Greek word in, in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, the logos. Logos is a person, for God sent his word and healed us. For let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth. When God speaks, you can take it to the bank. It's truth. And the Bible says the knowledge of this truth will set us free. This is why the enemy does everything he can to cloak, to self the word of God, <clears throat> that we might not absorb and accept and let the word of God be activated in our lives. Because he knows the word is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, cuts us under, divides, and discerns every spirit. And when we speak the word of God, we are speaking Logos, we're speaking of Jesus Christ, which is quick and powerful. Quick and powerful means the same spirit that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave. The Bible declares it's a quickening spirit dwells in me and 
you. He didn't come out lethargic. He would come out quick. The stone was rolled away, and there was resurrection power, which that same resurrection power is the same power that's going to bring me and you out of the grave if we go by the way of the grave, or if we are taken out of here, taken away, then that same quickening spirit and power will do that work also. Paul, I give you power, dunamis. Dynamite like power. There's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible declares that he was the first fruits of the dead. <laughs> so we follow behind him because he resurrected. We are resurrected because he was buried. We are buried because he resurrected. Then we are resurrected. In him we live, and we walk, and we talk, and we have our being. He is our life. He is our focal point. He is our center. He is our power. He must be lifted up that all men may be drawn unto him. The gospel is about Jesus Christ. The Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is about Jesus Christ. If you get anything else out of the Bible, it doesn't point in your life to Jesus Christ. You're not discerning it right. Because the Bible declares in the Old Testament he was concealed. In the New he was revealed. So he must be preached. The gospel, the great commission, even today, must be preached. And, how, and, and even more so today because of the times we are living in. Because the time is short. The Bible declares that men will mock. But God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. If you're being a Christian to be popular, you're in it for the wrong reason. Christians aren't popular per se. Christians suffer persecutions. Others, others more, others, others suffer more than others do. Severe persecution in in the other parts of the world, Middle East, around that area. Men and women are giving their lives for this gospel. Are we up to that task? Okay. Think about this. Otheopolis, a Theopolis was a Gentile. The book of Luke and Acts is addressed in Luke 1.3. It seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order most excellent Theopolis. Now some say that Luke was a Gentile. I don't know. But anyhow, he wrote one of the Gospels. So what Jesus began to do both to do and to teach. In Luke twenty four nineteen, and he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was the prophet, mighty indeed, and were before God and all the people. This is on the road to Emmaus. They were conversing with one another what had happened. Jesus come upon them unaware. Concerning Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> That's a great stir because of his crucifixion. Now he appeared unto many. Now he was resurrected. Some didn't believe. Even some of his own didn't believe. Thomas didn't believe. Until he put his fingers in the nail holes and he said, My Lord and my God. The Bible says here in Luke twenty four that Jesus was a prophet. Mighty indeed. Read the book of Revelation. He was a prophet there. He's a prophet all through the Bible. He prophesied to Peter. He prophesied to many men. He told them 
where they were, who they are. The woman at the well says, said, come see a man that told me about my life. All things are known unto him. Nothing hidden from God Almighty. Nothing. Now, the word, the word, the word tristes is logos. We talked about that. All Jesus began to do and to teach. The foundation of all things is the Word of God. The Word of God is the foundation of all things. The Word of God is the final authority. So if you read and study and teach the Word of God and you meditate it on day and night, the Bible says it will keep you in perfect peace because you because the, the Word of God is truth and knowledge of that truth will set us free against all odds the word sets us free. Of course, our belief in Jesus Christ only did the cross. He's the foundation. He's the first fruit from the dead. He died on a cross. Isaiah 53 explains exactly what he did there, what he accomplished. His work was finished. He came to save a lost and a dying world. He shed his blood that our sins might be eradicated. Only one thing that takes care of sin, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. The shedding of the blood for the remission of our sin. Because all sin that comes short of the glory of God. I've said many times on this broadcast, the world doesn't have a whole lot of problems per se that doesn't fall under the category of sin. And men struggling for power. And evil men manipulating their own game. That spirit of Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod's dead, that spirit's not dead. That spirit of Antichrist in the plains of Shinar, Nimrod, who built a tower, <clears throat> Babylon, the Tower of Babel. He was a hunter of men. He was a hunter of men, not of deer and, and uh, uh, bear and antelope and all that, but he was a hunter of men, men's souls. He sought to deceive, the Bible says, in these last days in which we live. Men will deceive and be deceived. Deception is the greatest weapon that Satan uses. Jesus warned us in Matthew 24. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. In the very elect, be deceived if possible. When you think you can't be deceived, you set yourself up to be deceived. If you think you can do this by yourself, it's pride, and pride always comes before a fall. Verse 2, Acts 1, verse 2, until the day. The day, wow, a particular, a kairos time, an appointed time, a time that was set up by God Almighty that something great would happen until the day in which he, being Jesus Christ, was taken up, taken up. I mean, would laugh and scoff and lampoon this. But the Bible declares it happened. They laughed at his resurrection. They laughed that he was on the cross. If, if thou be the Son of God, bring yourself down. Call legions of angels, which he could have done, to pull the nails out of your hands and out of your feet, which he could have done. He was God. For this reason was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the evil one or the devil. And he did. He defeated every power and every principality at his cross. 
Colossians says he put them all to an open shame till the day which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, the paraclete, the third person of the Trinity, the ambassador of the Godhead that's active in the earth right now. The Bible says there's one that holds back. That's the Holy Spirit. We would see a whole lot more evil if the Holy Spirit wasn't present and doing what he does. Because he's power. He's God. He's the third person of the Trinity. Let us make man. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. He left them, commanded them the great commission. We just read you, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. The word of God. So Jesus came. His, his ministry was three and a half years. You start to see where he was driven after he was baptized of John the Baptist. He was driven into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He withstood the temptation of Satan himself, come out with power, went and sat in the temple and sat down and wrote, wrote, read the, the chap, uh, Isaiah chapter 61. It wasn't, wasn't my chapter then, of course, it was in a scroll, but said, this day, this has been fulfilled in years. I've come to preach the good news, the good tidings, open the blinded eyes, to set at free those that are bound. It's fulfilled that Jesus Christ is the great deliverer. The great deliverer. So Christ did his works. And then he ascended. And then afterwards, because we're going to talk about the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the day of Pentecost, that that he empowered his church. Peter said, Thou art the Christ. He said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood is not revealed unto you. Upon this rock I will build my church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the separated ones, the ones with a definite mission which the church's motivation should be, should be, to preach the gospel. This is why we are the church, not the denominations, not men-made rules and regulations. I've been in the church all my life. I've seen a lot of things in the church that was not of God. But he says that judgment shall begin at the house of God. He said, I will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. So after his ascension, he continued doing his work. Greater things shall you do even in my name through the believers by the baptism of of the spirit which they were to receive which they did receive which is recorded in Acts chapter 2 that's an endless subject 
I know there's much, much, much controversy about that. Until the day he was taken up and gave commandments. Gave commandments unto apostles. Romans 8.34 says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yet rather that he is risen again. Now listen, Paul wrote, Who is even at the right hand of God. How did he get there? He sent it. Who also maketh intercession for us. Plurality. Us. All of us who believe in Jesus Christ. Satan's goal is to destroy your faith in Jesus Christ. If he can get people to thinking that he was a good man, but he was just a man. No, he was God incarnate. And the word, the logos, became flesh. <laughs> he had to become a man. He had to die as a man. That the sins of the world might be paid for. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so Romans 8.34, Paul declared that right now, this present age and present time, Jesus Christ sits by the right hand of the Father. Thomas Davis said, my Lord said unto, he said, he said, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit by my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool, which is already done, just to be carried out in the future. Bottom line, it's coming a day when Jesus Christ is going to rule the entirety of this planet. The earth, per se, will not be destroyed. The Bible declares that. It will be renovated. It will be a restitution of all things, Peter talked about. And Jesus Christ will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron, a theocracy. And the scepter shall not depart. I, I, I say that a lot on this broadcast, but the scepter shall not depart from the tribe of Judah and John said, I saw upon his vesture written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When all nations will be compiled, when all nations will be brought down, when the kings of this world become God's and his Christ through the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Almighty God, the unseen, <clears throat> be it ever present, Spirit of God, where the Spirit of the Lord is. The Bible declares there's liberty. The Holy Ghost is now the blessed agent and execute God's perfect will on the earth to carry on the work that Jesus talked about, that which he said both to do and to teach. He's still doing and still teaching through the agent of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost works through men or mankind, men, women, boys, and girls. So it's pretty important to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. That word baptized means immersed, smeared, saturated, enveloped, huh. arrested. My, 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 help us today, Lord. To be 
completely control. Listen, in the world today, there's no such thing as a free agent. No such thing as being neutral. You're either of God or you're not of God. Either of God or you're of the devil. One or two controls and motivates and unctions your life. In the book of Luke, 2449, says, And behold, I send the promise. Remember, through the Holy Ghost. I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So the Holy Ghost, he is the agent by which should control every church house. Yes, God has set men and women in pulpits, leaders, shepherds, pastors, presbyters, angels, messengers, what do you want to call them? Angels of the Lord. The angels of this house. The word of God talks about in the book of Revelation. Doesn't mean men and women are angels per se, but they are doing the work of God. How will they know unless there's a preacher sent? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So yes, the office of the pastor, the evangelist, is alive and well. The five-fold ministry is alive and well. Should be operating in every church. The fruit of the Spirit should be operating, and the nine gifts of the Spirit should be operating in every body, according to the, the book, the, the Word of God. On this rock, I should build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against that which I have purchased with my own blood. I'm having a church without spot and without wrinkle. So the church, under the guidance and tutelage of the Holy Ghost, preaches the gospel, should be preaching the gospel. But Paul said there are some that preach another gospel. Hmm. How do you tell the difference? Fruit. For you shall know them by their fruit. Try those and check those out that labor among you. Try the spirits and see if they be of God. If they do not line up with the word of God, rightly dividing the word of truth, then perhaps they're not of God. In the last days, many false prophets shall arise. Even now, the spirit of Antichrist works in the disobedient. Those that do not hear and come under the complete tutelage and power and teaching of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. The bottom line is the Holy Ghost needs to rule from the pulpit back. We see in the book of Acts where they sought the Spirit of God. They were led, empowered, and taught by the Spirit. A lot of spirits, but there's only one Holy Ghost. And he will always speak of Jesus Christ. He'll never go out the deep end somewhere talking about some other ism and some other schism. When, pre- when people say the Holy Ghost is doing it, then they are on the verge of becoming an occult. That's a strong word, but they exist. 
anything that deviates from the word of God. This is our rule. This is what we judge everything by. This book I'm holding in my hand, this holy Bible. So it doesn't line up with the word. And by the way, the Bible says that the word is not for private interpretation. Out of the mouths of two or three, I'll confirm that's why the scriptures are connected. The confirmation from Genesis to Revelation through Jesus Christ is connected like a chain clear through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. He says, I come in the volume of the book, search the scriptures because they speak of me. Search the scriptures wherein you shall find salvation. He says in Mark 16, 15 and 20, he said, and he said unto them, Jesus, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, Jew and Gentile alike. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now that, that's pretty straightforward. No middle ground there. If you believe and be baptized, you'll be saved, and if you believe not, shall be damned. It doesn't mean that. All right. You have to work that out. Search out your own salvation, trembling in with fear. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe it in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now that, that they shall take up serpents. <laughs> Doesn't mean handle them. Means get them out of your way. Okay, that's all we'll say about that. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. In Luke 24, 46 and 49, said unto them, this is also on the road to Emmaus. Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to, to, to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Uh, talking of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So he is very, very, well, he, he's the most important thing in the church. If you don't have him, you don't have a church. You have a gathering place. You have a name. You have an organization, an entity. You might have, uh, you might have constitutions and, and, and bylaws and all these things, but if you don't preach Jesus Christ, you're not a church. Plain and simple. If the Spirit of God is not the head of that body and that people, it's not a church. Because the Holy Ghost leads and guides in all truth and all righteousness. Verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion or his suffering. By many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. To him he showed himself alive. Um, that was probably a shock to many. And by many inf 
infallible or undeniable proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He's preparing for his ascension. In Mark 16, verses 9 through 13, and when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept, and they, when they had heard that he was alive, had been seen of her, believed not. Wow. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked into the country. He wrote to what he made. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. <clears throat> oh, these are people that walked with him. But he had told them, you know, the Son of Man must suffer. The Son of Man must must, must die. There'll be no sign given except for the prophet Jonah. For the Son of Man will lay on earth for three days. And on the third day, he shall be resurrected. But unbelief. Because of this event of the crucifixion, unbelief covered even those closest to him. For example, Thomas. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not downgrading Thomas, but no, he's just a human like, like us all. We all suffer sometimes unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help me my unbelief. He was risen. Forty days in John twenty one fourteen. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. <laughs> Three times he walked walked through walls. The Bible says he ate. Hmm? He ate. What form of fashion was he? Well, he said, "Touch me." He is the Spirit. Have not flesh and bones. He had a immortal, glorified body. As Jesus Christ is, so are we. If he's the first fruits of the dead, then what he is is what we're going to be. Think about that today. So he was speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He wasn't messing around. The things pertaining to the kingdom of God. First of all, a physical resurrection. A physical resurrection. In John twenty-one fourteen, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to disciples after he was risen from the dead. He was seen of many. Seen of the disciples, and Paul said, I was one born out of due time or due season. Touch me, hand me. Told Thomas, put, put, put your finger in the nail scar. As Jesus is, so are we. The Bible says there's a man sitting on the right hand of God, the God Man. He came in the form and fashion of men, as me and you are, that we might be redeemed by Him. Thought of his his uh, uh, rightful authorities given unto him when he come out of the grave with all power and all authority. He done it by the quickening power of an Almighty God, the dunamis power, and that word means dynamite. 
explosive, and he came up with authority. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, and Jesus spake unto them, saying, All power, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, the entirety of everything that exists. Under the power of Jesus Christ, he's coming back with power and with authority to judge, to be the righteous judge, who is worthy to open the seals. The Bible says, John wept, said, Weep not for the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world, who was crucified from the foundation of the earth, is worthy to open the seals. Told them of a worldwide preaching of the gospel that must be done. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. Told them to be baptized in water. Matthew 28:19. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He said to observe of every command of Christ, not part of it, every command. Listen, he come to fulfill the law of God, not to destroy the law of God. Matthew 28, 20 says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, <coughs> pardon me, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He said, there'd be signs of the gospel, signs and wonders. Paul called it power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Mark 16, 17 through 18, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Just read that a little bit ago. Make reference again to taking up serpents. The Greek is... Our ero, which means to put away, to remove, to take up, to get out of the way. Now, Paul took up one involuntarily <laughs> out of the fire, and the Bible said it had no power over it. And wondered the heathens, well, why this man did not die? And they thought he was some kind of a god. No, this is what the what the God, the, the word of God preaches and teaches that, behold, I give you power over all power. And nothing by no means will hurt you. That the angels of the Lord encamp about those that love him. He told them that what the pardon me, what the prophet spoke was true. In Luke twenty four, twenty five through twenty seven, then he said unto them, O fools are slow of heart to believe all that the prophet has spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning in Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This was on the, once again on the road to Emmaus. They didn't know him. Tell them, hey, I'm, I'm the one. They said, did not our heart burn within ourselves? He taught that, that those who love Christ and those who are called, called by the name of Christ and those who have accepted Christ, 
washed in his blood, will suffer. Luke twenty four forty six and said unto them, Thus is written, Thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third on the third day. He suffered his passion after his passion. And he suffered. And so well, Christians. Well, if you don't want to hear that, in this world you have tribulation, be of good cheer of overcome the world. But he'll never, never, never let any more come upon us than what we can possibly bear. Out of every temptation that temptation to quit, it will make a way of escape because the pressures are going to get worse in this world. We're going to need the Holy Ghost. He said that the resurrection, he taught that the resurrection and the, that the ascension is necessary. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. Moreover, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, Paul, speaking here, which also you have received and wherein you stand. Where do we stand? We stand in the gospel. But which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. Listen. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. And he was seen of Cephas, or Peter, then of the twelve. And after that, he was seen above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep or died. After that, he was seen of James and all the apostles. And last, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. That he taught the, that, that he was the central theme of the scriptures. Hebrews 10, 7 says, Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. In the beginning was the Word. Where was God? And the Word, down in John 1, 14, I believe, and the Word became flesh. He taught and showed demonstration the reality of a of a resurrected body that actually eat and drink and move around in Luke 24 39 through 43 now listen behold my hands and my feet that it is I myself handle me and see for a spirit hath my flesh and bones as ye see me have and when he had, had spoken when he had thus spoken he showed them his hands and his feet and while they yet believed not for joy, one of said to them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them, functioning in a body. And as he is, so shall we be. Our resurrected bodies will be the same as he is, because he's the first fruits of the dead. In First John, Four seventeen. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. <laughs> there again, to press this thing is, as He is, so are we. First Corinthians fifteen twenty. But now is Christ risen from the dead. And become the first fruits of them that slept. People are loading in the graves today, whether they be young or old. Body be wore out, dead. The Bible declares a new a newness shall happen at resurrection. You got to believe in the resurrection. 
The Sadducees didn't didn't believe. What? How miserable were they? Man, how miserable are people that don't believe in the resurrection? How, what, what, what kind of hope do you have when you lower your loved ones into the ground? Or your friends or whoever it might be. My God. But you have the hope laid out in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life he told Mark. He said, listen. He said, uh, uh, I'm going to raise Lazarus today. He'll die again. But I'm still the resurrection. I'm the life. No man come to the Father except it be through me. So now Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. He tell he tells them that you must tarry because there's going to be an impartation of power to preach the gospel. How do you, how do we preach on our own accord? Do we have legitimate power in ourselves? To preach this gospel? No. We're empowered by the Holy Ghost. We're empowered by the Holy Ghost. When the you are the Holy Ghost you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Bible says you are endued with power. You you move outside of yourself so you you are not of your own. You are bought with a price. Peter and Paul both said they are bond servants. They are legitimate voluntary servants. Luke twenty four forty nine. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. My opinion is what's lacking in the church today is power. All activity going on. Where's the power? Where's the signs? Where's the wonders? God help us today. Upon this rock, I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. He will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. Isaiah 1 9, had not been for a remnant, we'd all been as Sodom, and we'd all been as Gomorrah. He said, We must preach the gospel. Read the scripture in Matthew 28 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. You must confirm the gospel, Matthew 28 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world, the end of this age. Verse 4, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Now, waiting is not my strong suit. It might be yours. <laughs> uh, I say majority of people is not their strong suit. We live in a generation that wait for nothing. We live in a fast food, selfie, quick, moving fast, generating. We want it now. They say, I want my money. I want it now. I want this. I want it now, 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 now. People don't wait. But he said, wait. Luke 24, 49, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till ye be in due with power from on high. Now, the Holy Ghost has already came. He's here. We'll study that in Acts chapter 2. He's already here. But he's available, but sometimes you've got to tarry and wait and have patience. Those that wait upon the Lord. Well, let's just read it. Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. 
He says, wait for the promise of the Father. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you till you tarry in the, in the city of the Jerusalem until you be into a power of all night. That's what the promise. I've read it several times. But it bears repeating. I send the promise of my Father. But tarry. But tarry. He says, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Christ has spoken of his spirit, of the spirit and the baptism on several occasions. He's told, I must go away, but the one comes after me. John the Baptist said, I'm not worthy to even unlatch his shoes. I baptize in water, but the one come after me shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. John 7, 37 39 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, provided by the Holy Ghost. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. But this he spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He says, don't depart. Wait until you be endued with power from on high. Verse 5 said, for John truly baptized with with, with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Matthew 3.11, Indeed I baptize you water into repentance, but he that come after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Not that outpouring of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit was contained in the gift of the Spirit. Everything that pertains Peter said to godliness was provided by the outpouring of the Spirit, was provided by Jesus Christ dying on a cross and resurrecting on the third day. We'll take up next time verse 6. This teaches us today. Jesus Christ is alive and well, making intercession, setting by the Father's right hand. That he ascended. That's not a lie, it's a truth. And he's coming back again. We'll talk about that. Coming back again. If you don't know him today, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that God Almighty, through that Holy Ghost we've been talking about, raised him from the dead. Repent of your sins. Make a conscious decision to re- to turn around where you're at. And go in a different direction. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Denounce every evil thing you've ever been involved in and ask God to forgive you. And he is just and true to do that. Won't you invite him into your heart, to your life today? If you're sick in body, the Bible declares totally that we are healed by his stripes. The stripes he bore upon his back is for our healing. And we are chastised. He was chastised for our peace of mind. 
Everything that man needs was done at the cross. It was complete. When he said it's finished, it means that redemption and life was purchased at the cross. Life, I just read you, that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That there's a change that takes place when you know Jesus Christ and you invite him into your heart and into your life. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today that your word will not go out void. It'll do what you sent it to do. Touch the hearts and the minds of every individual today. Bring salvation. Bring healing. Deliverance. Whatever needs to be done today, God, we ask you to reach out. Lord, Lord, there's no distance in what you can do. And Lord, we trust you today that what you've spoken will come to pass. And we ask you, Lord, God, just help people today. Just help them, God, in their situations and problems and the, and the darkness that wants to surround so many minds and so many spirits today. We ask you to bring deliverance. Bring deliverance, God, to your people, to those that call upon your holy and your righteous name. Let the light come on. Let conviction fall. Let people see the, the, the state that they're in without you. And let them receive you and accept you and repent of their sins. And, Lord, you said you make them new. You said, behold, I make all things new. That the old man departs and the new man takes his place. And we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.